from the 10. Snap to Prescott, looking right, looking middle, looking left. Throws it in the left flat, Pollard five, avoids a tackle, skitters in, touchdown Pollard, and that one was ridiculous. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. The Cowboys defeat the Houston Texans, and it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. And we will have a spicy moment in this C-Block, by the way. Oh, dear. Uh, I'm going to send you all to somebody's Instagram to go look at something because there's something that you need to see. Okay. Top three Cowboy players right now, 877-881-1053. And, Kevin, you can't Steve DeBerg. Hell, yeah. Reggie, that's what I'm talking about. Thanks, man. What? No. You can't say Micah. Oh. Why? Okay. Number one is off my list then. All right. Back to the drawing board. I'm going to need another one. And I'll I'll throw mine out there to kind of level this for you. Number three for me, Zach Martin. Like, his consistency at his position and, like, sheer dominance there. He's just he's just so good. Number two for me is Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence is a beast in the running and run stopping whenever it comes his direction. Uh, I also like. It, well, actually, there's more. We'll talk about Mike in a minute. I think that this is the best we've seen him in a long time, and I think maybe now because we do get other pass rush from other places, maybe people are starting to respect what Demarcus Lawrence is like skill set and abilities actually are when he was playing in the past you're like well he didn't get 15 sacks it's like well I mean he's really good at all these other things but the team had no other players that could do those other things so it was like well it's on you DeMarcus to do this stuff and I think now you're seeing like what he's really good at and it's I mean you're really lucky to have him on this team he saved the game here number one for me is can I ask you real quick about DeMarcus Lawrence yes uh, I'm just throwing it out here as a question. Do you think that he's getting to shine more because he's not as high on the scouting report as Micah Parsons is? So Big possibility. For, like, let's say, the last three or four years of his career, it's like, stop DeMarcus Lawrence, double DeMarcus Lawrence, make DeMarcus Lawrence's life he's miserable. He's the only thing right. on that defense that can that that can hurt us. After half of a season of Micah Parsons as a rookie, it started transitioning to Micah's the guy we have to – Double. Micah is the guy we have to really watch out for. And then that frees him up to get more one-on-one matchups. And I do think all in addition to that, and I was going to get, I'll get to that in a moment too, Mike. I do think also some better interior, like Osito Digizua, I think helps a lot. Like interior defensive line, whenever they can create pressure, that helps what your, your outside guys have to do as well. Like some of the, the matchups that they get, because you can't just double team Demarcus Lawrence and phase him out. Because if you do that, Osa can get to you. So there's there's lots of other things in this defense that I think we finally built a better defense. So then my number one is Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard has now become my favorite. Uh, yeah, he's those are my top three Cowboys right now. Uh, I love Tony that Pollard. That aren't Micah. Right yeah, that aren't okay, Micah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I just wanted to reset that because <laughs> I'm like, if that's back in play, I'm going to say Micah. Yeah, Micah's just in a different category. But I do have a Micah question here. But yeah, Tony Pollard, he got a receiving touchdown and uh, uh, a rushing touchdown in this game, I do believe. Am I wrong about yep, that? The first two touchdowns were his. So there, like that's, and again, Mike, that that rushing touchdown he had to open the game with 15 yards out. Like it's, he gets out to the edge and then says, okay, I'm upfield and boom, he's gone. It's just, he is a, a different speed that allows for this Cowboys team to do a lot of different things Was offensively. That Terrence Steele leading the charge on that one. Yeah, I can't remember because we had a, yeah. a guy out in front of him that did a great job. And, and it, Tony Pollard, super fast, does a great job in space. 
My guy Mark Sanchez talked about that. He's my new favorite guy. <laughs> uh, I'm like, man, he should do more Cowboy games. I know he won't because he's not the A team, and yeah. usually you don't get those type We're of the B team of guys. So, um, yeah, I I think Tony Pollard is a good choice. Good Leaving out Brown Micah, too. I think, is a good choice. No, no Brown had some good blocking too in the running game. Assuming no Micah, I will go. Zach Martin, one, Trayvon Diggs, two, and Tony Pollard, three. Okay. All right. I, you I, have Pollard in your top three. That's interesting. I had Tank at four. I was. I, I think he's been playing very, very well, but I think I'm going to go with that. Diggs got another interception. Is that why you, you have him no, there? No, I mean, you... like, if that didn't count for him, and he's like, come on, NFL, let's make it happen. He's looking at that next yeah, deal. Yeah, half sacks. Where's my half interception? But also, you know, he got the fumble recovery, and you just see more and more how much teams stay away from him. Now, that might also be in part because they're like, hey, let's go attack the the young guy. Yeah. Or the younger guy, because Trayvon Diggs is still pretty young. But, yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Martin Diggs Pollard. I'm interested as a question to you guys ask it so when they throw out all the numbers on this is the best offense in the nfl as long as dak is under center and you guys did not rank dak in your top four because you have to micah's one Mm -hmm. and then you guys rated the next three and so you guys did a list of four cowboys and neither one of you listed dak and you said dak is better than jalen hurts yeah, but he's not playing better than Jalen okay. Hurts right now. But all the numbers suggest that he kind of is. This I know off- the, the turnovers aren't. I, I Don't get me wrong there, but the overall offense led by Dak has all of these premium numbers, and I'm kind of with you guys because I was struggling on putting Dak third on my list. I had the exact same list as Kevin. I had Martin, Diggs, and then I was thinking about putting Dak there. And when he didn't put Dak there, and I thought Tony Pollard's a great – uh, choice. I think Demarcus Lawrence is a good choice. I think those are good choices, but it's just interesting to me that Dak has those team statistics, and yet you guys aren't really considering him in your top three. Yeah, uh, my I would probably put Dak fifth. Then you know in that in okay. that area, um, I I think Tony Pollard adds such an explosive scoring threat to the offense. That element of it is and also I think that kind of goes with expectation too like we said earlier expectation for Terrence Steele was uh you know probably maybe a C and then he played above that and you're like A plus and then you're like well the reality is he's probably a B maybe a B plus something like that and with uh Tony Pollard I didn't I really didn't expect that they'd use him right I never did and now that they are he's doing everything we said that he would and I think I looked at it from the perspective of, like, how good you are at your position. Like, I think Zach Martin is one of the absolute best at his position. Same for Diggs. For Tony Pollard, he's eighth in the league in uh, rushing for running backs. Now, obviously, he's also behind Justin Fields. So, he's ninth overall in rushing. He has the second fewest carries in that bunch. Behind only Justin Fields, who's obviously been electric running the ball. And so he is, I think he has just been remarkable at his position. So at best, I would put Dak at fifth, but I, and that's also not including Micah. And then I would have to think about that a little harder. Well, we have 12, is it 12 touchdowns from Pollard? Total, yes. Like that's his ability to score and where he gets the ball and the ability to score from, like he's, he's averaging 9.6 yards per reception. So, I love what you guys are doing because I didn't know this. I had to click on it. 
because of all the stats they show on how Dak is the great. Like they do. I mean, I get it. They're pumping up the Cowboys. They're pumping up Dak. Dak's the leader of the offense. Yeah. Don't look this up. Just guess, please, for me is QBR. Dak is in what QBR? Like, is he first in QBR? Uh Is he 30th in QBR? Where would you put him in QBR? Because that takes out. He can't accumulate stats this year because of missing the games. I will have to admit. 15? See, I was going to say, I thought I, I thought I had seen this last week. I wonder how much he fell. I think 15 is probably pretty close because I think he was 12th last week or something like that. 19th. Okay. Yikes. He is just behind Andy Dalton <laughs> and just ahead of Ryan Tannehill. Now, I know he's better than those guys. I just found that interesting because of all of these numbers we're saying Dak is leading us to, and you would think QBR, just to give you an idea, who are the top five in QBR? Patrick Mahomes, Tua T, who did not have a good game last night. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Geno Smith, Reggie's guy. Top five QBRs. Now, I know QBR is not perfect. There's different. Can I tell you something about that? I had this discussion with somebody about Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts has an overall much better QBR than Dak. One of the things that's amazing about that is Dak has two games against the Vikings and the Bears that are better than any QBR that Hurts has posted up all season. But he also has some oh that are my worse. Gosh. Yeah. Like yesterday it was twenty three point nine, which is abysmal. Even Probably the week opening before week was horrible, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. But he had like that, a three. Yeah, that was awful as well. And so you have seen and the Packers one, I'm sure, wasn't that great. So the the heights of Dak have been amazing. However, even the mediocrity has been not wow. so great. I had no clue about Dak. I hadn't I thought for sure with the points per game that he would be top 10. I didn't. I wasn't expecting him to be top three, don't get me wrong, but I was like, all right, I'm going to click on this, and he's going to be top 10. I get he can't be in uh, touchdowns or, or yards because of missing so many games, missing the five games. Don't the interceptions hurt in QBR also Absolutely. pretty significantly? Well, and then the other thing is – I'm not, tr- I'm not killing him for interceptions right now. 13th because I'm taking out Brian Hoyer, who is five of six. Okay. So everybody else has played in, honestly, 10 or more games except for Dak, who has eight, and he is uh, – 13th in that just behind Aaron Rodgers, just ahead of Daniel Jones. And that will make his QBR swing more too. Cause like I said, before this game, he was 12th and he had, and he did not have a good game and he fell all the way to 19th. So even, even you at guys 12th, did a good job keeping him off the list. I was mm-hmm. wrong. I should have him way off the list too. Well, I don't think you can do it. It's your list. It doesn't have not to gonna, be we don't have to well, I had Martin Diggs and Dak. But I thought, like, I did think Demarcus Lawrence has had a very good year. I, I can't put Vander Esch there, even though he's had a very good yeah, year. Yeah, he is. Um, and and I then CD oh, Lamb, somebody was like, y'all are Tony sleeping Pollard. on CD, but yeah, Pollard. Oh, yeah, and, and you know what, CD Lamb, And then too. how much do you think his overall statistics are impacted by the defense? Like, for example, when we talked about points and margin of victory, some of that comes via the defense either scoring themselves or all the turnovers. I told you they're second in the league, putting him in advantageous situations. Yeah, man, it's a uh, it's it's a it's an interesting team right now that you're get, you have a lot a of different names. You have a lot of different names up in an area where you're like, oh, that's I didn't expect that. Um, Do you think that would work as a segment? The Cowboys are interesting. Why? Yeah, because I bet we would get like next fifty million different answers for why they're interesting. How uh, a large port, probably ten percent of them are because in the last twenty five years. I know. All right, I did want to add this real quick, and I, I don't know, somebody said huge shout out to Noah Brown 
with all the talk lately about OBJ. I feel like Noah Brown really stepped in yesterday without a huge dive, that huge diving catch, you know, but the blocking game as well. He did have a good game blocking as well. Second best Noah yesterday. Uh, man, yeah, because Noah Hagelin really, good really dominated yesterday. Didn't, you know, you know, as loud as, loud as he is, he is you, that's loud. on you. He is very loud. He, I couldn't hear him. And maybe yeah. it's because it was so loud there, but he, he seemed good. like he was in his, he was like, look, I love this noise. Well, you it said makes he was calm. very good. And now you're just talking about how he got out louded. Yeah, he got out. Well, yeah, maybe he should loud better. Yeah, no, I will tell you as a parent, I am not wanting him to out loud anybody. The, I wanted to add this you though. I want him to be great. Noah Brown, <laughs> four for 85 yards yesterday, a 21.3 uh, yards per catch average. Wow. As predicted. Oh. If you go to one Jane Slater's Instagram, you will find that she has said, keep your eyes on T.Y. Hilton. Eugene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hold on. Is that his name, too? Uh-huh. I never knew his name was Eugene. You're welcome. Uh, Ty, I think. Okay. Um, T.Y. Hilton. And I don't, I don't know anything beyond this other than it's a possibility. I don't know if it's, uh, they've reached out or... He, he's on their board. I don't have a clue about this. I just know that on in and go check Jane's Instagram. Jane Ashley Slater, I do believe Correct. is what it is. If Instagram is actually working. Yeah, if Instagram's happening. Um, go check it. And there is in her uh in her is it reels or whatever? Story. In her story, mm-hmm. she did drop a keep an eye on T. Y. Hilton. Now, you can go look at T. Y. Hilton's numbers. There's your discount Wardell. Washed. Yeah. I, how Warsht. long has it been since? Okay, hold on, hold on. Two seasons. Hold on. Maybe three. Let's let's go back to three seasons ago. Okay. All right. I said three. We're gonna go back to 2019. Okay. Who was his quarterback? Luck already. It was the last year of Philip Rivers, I believe. Oh, gross. 2020. Philip Rivers. I think Rivers was 20. Retired in 20. All right. Fine. I'm not saying Philip Rivers was great. It was Brissett the year before. Okay. Brissett, then Rivers. Then, then Carson Wentz, and then waiting on free agency. Now I am not here defending T. Y. Hilton. I am just a free agent. I am just I putting you. a name out there into the world. He's done. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, this is not the year. Oh, let me tell you Eugene something. Hilton. If you think he's done, Cowboys are signing him. All right. Oh, no. Like, just think about Odell Beckham. He's going to cost a lot of money. T. Y. Hilton. He might be done. Maybe we can get something out of him. That sounds like a Cowboys signing to me. Well, there. And I, I did have a James Washington question of Micah Part. We'll have to get to those later this week in the C Block. So we'll get to those ne- uh, later on this week. Next. Not next. We're the KNC masterpiece. No, Cowboys are interesting. Let's Why? I, I was going to maybe do that tomorrow because I'm really fascinated. I'll decide like. if the tease is good enough to bump more C block. Okay. In honor of the defeated Texans, which NFL teams need to add quarterback talent for next year? Oh, QB versus, I don't know, man. Tough call. You're the, you're the man. <laughs> Why wouldn't I go to the segment we just teased? We'll do that next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Which teams, this is honor of the Texans picking up Jeff Driscoll, is, or playing him, I guess, which teams desperately need to add quarterback talent before 2023? The Texans. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Do you have more? Desperately. All right. Segment over. Washington. What do you think, just real quick, I want to take a step back, since we brought up Detroit earlier and them being like, nah, we got Jared Goff, we're good. Do you think that is a terrible decision by them? It's not terrible because they've won enough games, they're in trouble. 
with picking a, a franchise-changing quarterback. Okay. So I think you have to say, hey, we're going with them because, well, I shouldn't say that. It, a lot they do of people have think the Rams four pick. quarterbacks will go in the top ten. Right now they have the fourth pick. Their pick is 15, but the Rams have them all the way up at number four. So, yeah, you know what? If one of these four quarterbacks, if they really like them, I do think you have to take the risk in taking a quarterback hoping they're better than Jared Goff. Not immediately. Yeah. You play Jared Goff. That guy sits behind him for a year, but, oh, New Orleans. They need a quarterback. Okay. that I think that is Panthers. a good Ooh, answer as even well. Even better. Actually, did they, they have one that they're looking forward to running. Is it Matt Corral? Yeah. He had just gotten hurt earlier, yeah. obviously. I know. All right. So I was reading an article about this. I think it was in Yahoo. Broncos. For the Carolina Panthers, because it gives, like, explanations for all of them. In the Carolina Panthers, it says, this one does not need to be explained. Okay. So that's all you get for that. All right. They need better quarterbacking. You said the Saints. Well, they're starting, they're willingly starting Andy Dalton. Because they know. They're like, look, what happened when Andy Dalton started? And eventually, the Bengals got Joe Burrow. So, like, the Saints are sitting there going, maybe it'll rub off for us, too. just felt like there were so many times when Jameis Winston might be able to do something with his career on a longer-scale basis. And, and then just never it just all falls really apart. works out. Yeah. All right, who's next? Uh, Broncos. The Denver Broncos. No, what are you doing, Mike? You can't shake your head about Russell Wilson. He's they can't, miserable. They can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I like, mean, that doesn't. that they, is they true. Have, hold on, they're 3-10. and 10. Do they not have any draft picks either? They don't no, have any draft picks. All those are going oh my traded. Gosh. Seattle has a second. They're going to have to pick. trade Russell Wilson for but more draft picks. That nobody wants him. They're going to have to trade. But they also contract wise, I think they have to give it one more year. Yeah. Okay. So they're where, trade Jerry Judy. Where it stands right now with Russell Wilson, you would have to eat 107 million dollars of dead cap. However, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's it. <laughs> you you could get out of some of it via a trade, but. Not no, it would still be a lot, and even the year after that, it's eighty five. If you're like looking to get out at a reasonable dead cap money, but that would be a situation where you just cut him. You're looking at the twenty twenty five, and even then, I guess probably twenty twenty six, where it's thirty one million. But if you traded him, you could cut that number. But then Mike brings up the point: who the hell wants Russell Wilson, who now also is hurt? He had to go into concussion protocol while they were making their comeback against well, the Chiefs yesterday. That being said, though, yeah, man. He did throw he did throw three touchdowns to Jerry Judy yesterday. So maybe everything's you, just now starting to work out. Did you see the really mean stat that said for a time in the season he had more official plane touchdowns than he did touchdowns in real life? What do you mean plane? Like, like when the, it touches the ground, <laughs> oh, then he man. did touchdowns. That's just that's rude, but I think it's fair. All right. Who else? The Colts. Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> I think y'all have already joked about like maybe Matt Stafford is who they go to next because they seem to love the aging, doesn't have it anymore quarterback, but they got to do something, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, they definitely do. And I, I honestly did think they had a better team than they've shown this year. That proved me wrong. Tell you me. what, Dabes needs a new quarterback. The New York Giants. I mean, Taraz there. Daniel, okay. Are you prepared, Reggie? <laughs> no, not To at say all. that next nope. year, okay. Uh-uh. Hey, nobody knew Brock Purdy was about to be the next Tom Brady. I would. I I'll tell you this. I would not be willing to rule out 
the Tyrod, the Tyrod Taylor thing next year as much because of how much I crapped on the Geno Smith pronunciation. And here we are. Daniel Jones has played well enough to get a shot at being the quarterback, but he doesn't just get that job, right? Or do you think he has not played well enough? They're like the hell with you. You're not good. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's, there are a lot of things missing from his game. Like a lot of things that bad habits he got early with poor coaching and this year, he's been better. Accuracy, reading defenses. Those are small things. Arm but strength. Those things you yeah. Want. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and that's that's something that if I'm the head coach, I go, okay, I, I did it. We tried it. It's not good enough. We got to do something else. But what's their option right now? They've won too many games to draft a quarterback yeah. like legitimately that high. Picking 23rd right now, according to Tankathon. Like, so you're going to, there might be a, a guy that slides in that area, but that's more of a gamble too. Another team. The Tennessee Titans. Okay. They should pick up Kellen Mond. Go in that other A&M direction. Oh Just keep running no. the Aggies. That, I mean, it, it's worked, I guess. Is okay. Stephen McGee still off there? Came for them. I'm sure if you wanted to sign Stephen McGee, there would be no impediment to making that happen. But, no. Okay. So you think we've reached the end of the line? Do you think Tannehill can, like, squeeze out another year, but you're just going to be sitting in the exact same situation as before? They will probably keep Tannehill as a quarterback because where they're drafting. I think you're probably right about that. What about the Atlanta Falcons? I think the Falcons. Desmond Ritter. Yeah, did they get the Desmond Ritter era going? Yeah, well, they're off, but it's it's going to start. Yeah, I want to see how that goes. Is this enough time to make any sort of sweeping decision about him? I don't think it is, Reggie. Can you give Hi. me a quick uh, rundown on the Desmond Ritter era in college? What what was he in college for you? Uh, I mean, a fairly high-level game manager. Like, definitely accurate. Got the ball where it needed to go. Um, decently mobile, but he's, like, he's not a runner of sorts. Like, I think he's capable. And okay. with the talent that they have, I would love to see what he has. But I also don't necessarily view him as the... incredibly high ceiling guy where you know maybe he's going to come in and become or like the things that you've seen with trevor lawrence right the the high high ceiling of those of that right like i don't think that you're going to see that necessarily but i think he's more than capable of running an nfl offense so i would say i would say that maybe they don't need all the help right now like it's not like imminent that they have to draft a quarterback high but they may want to make sure that they have a backup plan. The Baltimore Ravens. Wow. I think you're going to trade Lamar Jackson. Now. What? Because of the contract mm-hmm. and everything? Yeah. I don't I don't believe they think he's their guy. In a weird way, even though he won an MVP there, I could see Baltimore looking at the teams we've just named and going, oh, you're willing to give us two first-round picks and maybe two third-round I'm just throwing it out. Two first and some other things. I could see Baltimore going, we're going to take the high pick from whoever and another future first and a few other assets. We're not going to pay Lamar Jackson, and we're going to draft another guy. Wow. What about the Raiders? Do you put them on that list as well? Well, see, so here's where I am with that. Like, I'm trying to figure out how to send Derek Carr to Indianapolis. Like, that's the that's oh, the option that does I have. seem like. It's the perfect combination. Yeah. But you just signed Devontae Adams for for to specifically play with Derek Carr. Like that was the whole reason that you wanted to put that pair together. Yeah, I, I know. I know what you're talking about. Well, fine. You but that's you, and you know what, Reggie? You're right. That's a very valid point. Mm-hmm. The but Derek 
I don't think Derek Carr is the the reason that they're bad. I think there's a lot more that goes into it. I don't think Derek Carr is the greatest either. But uh, I I, th- I don't think that they need quarterback help right now. What about the Jets? I think they need quarterback help. Like I mean, Mike White is not the answer. You don't. We'll Zach see. Wilson's not your answer. Hold on. What makes you think that Mike White is? The, Man, give me one reason. They whipped his ass all day long, and he didn't go. Yeah, I didn't let anybody down. <laughs> Zach Wilson. He's an old soul. That's why he likes the moms. <laughs> is that the direction that we're no going player. right here? God, are they ever going to get quarterback right? I don't know. I they. What's amazing is they got. They should s- trade for Lamar Jackson. They Let's got be so many. Oh, that would oh, be a man. good one. They got so many other things right during this offseason that it's shocking to me that they that they don't have the quarterback there yet. Like they they nailed a bunch of their picks this year. Yeah. Two so out of the top three rookies when I went through that yeah. deal are, are they picked. And you're forgetting about the running back that they added that got injured that was having that was doing really well yeah. too. So Oh yeah, Brees Hall. Yeah, Brees yeah. Hall. Like so there were some really good qualities of what they've added this team, and they're still a quarterback shy of being there. And they like, think back, that was the Mark Sanchez era, right? right. He was the quarterback, and the rest of the team was pretty good. Yeah. And yeah, the so, Chad Pennington era, <laughs> Sam Darnold era. Do we call those and eras? the Geno Smith era. Oh, my God. What about the Washington Commanders? Yes. That's got to be. I mean, Mike said that earlier, right? said it earlier. Okay, but we didn't talk you about ignore, them. Well, because you ignored it. Well, yeah. that's because you just kept saying things, <laughs> and we didn't stop on any of them. Kevin, his job is to be a radio host. He's supposed to say things. That, He's supposed uh, to talk that, and say that words. Is, that is true. So Washington's me. in a weird spot, just like the Giants are, is that they have a winning record, but they actually, I guess their guy is, wasn't drafted sixth overall. I think that's where Daniel Jones was, or fifth or whatever, is... <clears throat> If they get the right quarterback, yeah, then watch out. I wonder, I don't think this is the right quarterback, but I just wonder what San Francisco is going to do in the offseason with. Oh, my God, especially now if Purdy can really yeah, play. If Brock, Purdy, if Brock Purdy wins two playoff games, let's just say he wins, he beats. Happening let's right just now. say this. He beats Washington and then he beats Minnesota. That's a likely matchup that he's going to have. And then he plays. I hope it's the Cowboys, but most likely I think it's going to be the Eagles. And they lose to the Eagles, but they lose 33-27 to in Philadelphia. Do you just go, well, Trey Lance was our guy. He's, but Brock Purdy is basically Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo is something someone they wanted to move off of, so I don't understand why younger Jimmy Garoppolo would be something that they're willing to stay with. That's an interesting point because he is a guy who's, I mean, listen, that's a good team. Okay, I know I said earlier the Houston Texans, bad team. San True. Francisco 49ers, good team. Correct. Like they have a they have a system really built to benefit a quarterback in that he doesn't have to do everything, but Shanahan's pretty pretty good at calling calling his plays. Um It feels kind of early to put that stamp already on I will Purdy. Also, yes, I will also say after week 4 of him starting, if defenses if defensive coordinators haven't figured him out, then I'll be like, okay, this is this is interesting. Uh, I'm going to give it just a little more time because I'm think there's the the Shanahan effect for one. But whenever it's time for him to make some other things happen, I want to see how that goes. But I think it's exciting right now for sure, especially as you were telling me, the card world's going insane for him right oh now. Oh my gosh, it's amazing! Like I saw similar cards that were better than Tua off of this, and I was like, wow, already. What about Cowboys? The Minnesota Vikings. Oh, okay. They I, need to be thinking about it. Unfortunately, they thought about it, and then they drafted an Aggie. 
Yeah, and I definitely is have. He not, are they not on the list here, Kevin? Uh, they they are not. Okay. I think that's fair because they were like, you know what, Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond couldn't even get the back of refs because I remember in practice they were like, look, if you've ever seen practice, they didn't say he sucks, but the heavy insinuation there was he sucks. Well, I mean, Kirk, Kirk Cousins did throw for 425 yards, two touchdowns with a 124.5 rating in a loss to the the Lions. Lions, so maybe that's they're wow. like, no, we're fine. This was a noon game. Yeah, I mean, those are good stats, but <laughs> do you think? Lost. I know I threw it out there, and I know we're out of time. Do you think Lamar Jackson is the Ravens' quarterback next year? I think I do, but Under I totally a big contract. But see, that's the thing is like I'm not ultra sure. It's like teetering in the balance, and this injury and stuff hasn't helped. Is I understand the logic of where you're coming from a hundred percent. I think he will. I think that decision might not be made until the playoffs. Like if they run through the exact same thing, you're like, see, he ain't the guy. But if they made it to like the AFC championship game, I think then it would be almost impossible to bail on that. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, let's chit chat with those fellas from the G Bag Nation. They're at the Rangers Toy Drive. We'll catch up with them next right here on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Right now, I believe we are taking you out to Arlington in the Texas Rangers toy drive to connect with those fellas from the G-Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? We are terrific. How are you? We're good. And you guys are, in fact, out at the toy drive. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Uh, Michael Young is going to join us. Marcus Simeon is going to join us. And Chris Young is going to join us throughout the day. In honor of being at the toy drive, is there a particular toy you receive for Christmas that you have fond memories of? Nintendo. Electric football. Yes. Electric football. It got to the point where I I ordered teams home and away. That's how obsessed... (laughs) Wow. And, it, and, it, and it's a game. And, and my first game was the Baltimore Colts versus the Dallas Cowboys from Super Bowl V. And so that's – and I, I used to be able to order. I'd save up, and I, I had them. I had all the home and away teams. The Oakland Raiders had a player named Marv Hubbard, number 44 on my, uh, my Raider team. And his stand was better than everybody else's stand. He, he was a cutback runner. In electric football. He would take it, he'd press the hole, he'd cut back, everybody would connect hands and kind of block for him a little bit, and it, it, he had an incredible ability to to take it the distance for a, for a, a guy that 
in the in his real life couldn't take it the distance. I thought just the <laughs> vibration of that was pure luck. You're saying that they made them where they could do different moves? Yeah, the stand, Mike, they had these little green stands and you can you hook the player on the stand. And so as the play started to go, you turned it on and then, you know, everybody's vibrating, moving, moving. Hubbard Somehow he just he always would press the hole. It would open up for him, and he was just he would cut it back. And he, he was one of my best players. Uh, you know that's why I always played with like the Raiders because I knew when I played against my buddies, he was going to have a two hundred yard day rushing the way that the way he ran the ball. So yeah, it was. And then, but I always I hated the game because it was kind of a, a weird deal. They had this the the quarterback was not. I mean his arm was terrible. And his leg was even worse. So when you put the ball down to kick extra points, it was it, it, there was a pretty good chance you weren't going to get the extra point. So, yeah, they needed to develop the, the quarterback and the kicker a little bit better for that game. I bet you they did later in life. And no going for two back then. No, we really didn't know much about the going for two part of it, though. We just kind of had some really lopsided scores, you know, with some of the funny. Because you, you, you get to the point where we just close our eyes and throw it like we'd act like it's the extra point, and we knew the kicker's leg was so bad. We would just close our eyes, turn away, and then throw the cotton ball at the goalpost. And if you made it, it was a point. If you missed it, it was, it was considered no good. So we had um, the, the one that sticks out to me is the Coleco uh, table hockey. Oh. It said Stanley Cup power play on the side right there, and it had the Islanders and the Flyers. Was that with the puck with the marble in the middle of it that you could kind of pat you could, you you pull the 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 levers and stuff like there that? There were levers. There was there was no marble in the middle of these particular pucks. Okay. Um, like actually, here's a picture of the pucks right here, uh, Brian. But it was a similar concept to the one at the arcade. Right. But we spent so much time on that. We probably got four or five years of use until all the men had like lost their They'd, sticks and, and they and the and the things had bent, right? The, yeah. The, the, the handles had The rails bent. that they yeah, run on yeah. or whatever that yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, the wires. Yeah. Um, but that's the best one I can remember, you know. I, I guess for what, – what's weird is, is with Christmas, the older you get, like, the less memorable it is. And, like, trying to think back to some of those items from my early childhood is tough. But that's one that sticks out because we played it forever. It was always on our, our kitchen table. I'll tell you how old I was. My goalies didn't have masks. Wow. It was just oh the regular my gosh. face, yeah, just regular face guy, you know, out there playing. That's how old my game was for sure. Do, do you, since you talked about getting older, is there a present that you got maybe your kiddos that you were just like so pumped for? You're like, oh my god, they're gonna love this, and you were like just as excited as they were opening it or anything like that. You know, there a couple of years ago, I had it, uh, Mike. Remember, we were at that um, that hobby store. And I got some oh, yeah. awesome RC cars, and I was pumped about these. And they were Abby was like, "Man," and even her cousin, <laughs> even her boy cousin, who was around the same age, was like, "Yeah, whatever." You know, I'll just wow. play with my iPad. Mm. These uh. things rip too. I would have freaked <laughs> out as a kid. Like I, I probably spent. You like um, also did like more things to it than just yeah. bought it, right? Yeah, like- yeah, yeah, because the guy was like, now this is super high-powered, but if you don't get the posi traction or whatever it was, then they'll they'll spin out. You won't have good enough control. So I upgraded like <laughs> 75 bucks worth of uh, additions onto each one to give them better handling. And I had in my mind we were going to be racing around like the, the, uh, the wood floors and out there in the driveway mm. and everything. They didn't touch it once, bro. Mm-mm. It was so Did you just take over the game? I did. I did took them outside say, oh, and yeah. I jumped them and stuff. And, and then you're like, oh, do you yeah. still like them? 
yeah, they're cool. Yeah, I, I, I bring them out probably once a year. You know, they got a sophisticated, like, charging device that gives them, like, a battery superpower. They got turbo. You know, these things these things can can really move for, for RC cars. And I was disappointed, like, the generation just – like, yeah. I, I get that you don't want to, like, go outside and play if there's iPads. But, like, RC <laughs> cars are pretty close, you yeah. know. And, you know, I, I, you don't have to exercise. So, I, I thought it would be right up their alley, but they were out. I brought Bennett a, a ping driver. Uh, you know, he's starting Ooh. to play golf. Yeah. So I bought him. I, I spent a lot of money on a ping driver, and I was kind of hoping it was the same thing, Gavin, that he wouldn't really like it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, <laughs> oh, hey, Dad, you know, I don't hit that driver much. Yeah. You know, I went and tested it out. Yeah. I went to the store and tested it thinking he was not going to like it, and then I was going to get a new driver. <laughs> and then we went out there the first day, and he started crushing it. I never Striping saw that. It, yeah. Never saw that driver again. Never. Now, tell everybody one more time where you're at, and should they bring toys, or should they yeah. bring toys and birthday presents for Brian Broaddus? I'm going to get all the details on those toys, but they do have it set up where you're going to be able to enter through the uh, – the, the store here just uh, by the north entrance of this uh, beautiful ballpark. And you come on in and you drop your toy off and you have yourself a time here at the Rangers ballpark for this amazing toy drive they have going on. And we have some great guests coming up. Michael Young at 4 o'clock, Simeon at 440, and Chris Young at 620. Man, I'm excited about that. I'm also really interested because brought us, like you and Corey started this conversation on the All-22 film study of mm-hmm. Josh Ball. I was hoping you could just give us like a little bit of a preview of your takeaway from that. Yeah, I played 28 plays, uh, you know, 26 of them. I felt like he played okay. Uh, it was the two – he the, the confidence at the, on that final you know, that final series, everybody saw what happened to him at that time. Got beat outside, got beat inside, though. And then after that, it was much like what we saw over the past with a guy like Chaz Green. Once those tackles lose that confidence of their ability to hang in there and block – then it becomes a little bit of a problem. I applaud the Cowboys coaches, you know, for Jason Peters and Joe Philbin and those guys realizing that they might be in a little bit of trouble there. But Ball, I mean, for for 20, for like I say, for 26 plays, he didn't do anything that killed you in that game. But those two plays were were crucial, and they knew they had to make a mistake. Uh, they knew they had to uh, try and make up for the for the problems that he was having in, in, on that final drive. Do you think that they'll – give him ball more opportunity out there uh yeah. in the next few weeks or is it like well that was it for now man i was kind of hoping stephen jones really didn't answer in your no. questions no today he well, didn't uh-uh. and so i was driving along like okay please please tell us please tell us but he wasn't going to tell us and so do you, you think know, they know i i feel like th- this is to me this is how i would handle it myself and we'll get into this today but I feel like that I would put Tyron Smith at left tackle and I would move Tyler Smith the right tackle. I don't know if they want Jason Peters playing 65 plays. I don't know that. Maybe you could get away with Ball and Peters maybe kind of, uh, you know, working, you know, uh, in kind of a tandem thing. I just don't know about Peters and, and, and all those plays, especially right now. He did a heck of a job when he came in there. You know, helping Zach Martin, helping inside is a big thing, too, there. So, um, but, man, they, they've – I'll tell you this. I do applaud them. It, Jason Peters playing in that game, if, you know, if you don't play Jason Peters the whole season and then all of a sudden he gets thrown in that situation – Lord knows what was going to happen. But the fact that they've used him a little bit every game in some form and fashion, 
I think that's a credit because he was out there ready to play uh, once he got that opportunity. There ain't no, no rust or anything like that. It, that would have been one a, different, a whole different thing if week 14 they throw him out there and they say, oh, okay, go out there and play right tackle. I think the fact that he's played a little bit in these games uh, kind of helped them out uh, getting that done. Feel like we've hit a lot there, but anything else y'all want to tease for the program today? Bring a toy, receive a ticket for a 2023 Rangers home game. They'll have face Whoa. painters, crafts, and Santa, plus free autographs, including Mike Bass. Oh, from hey. five to six Ho. o'clock, and and Mike. And then maybe I'll jump on at six o'clock. Ooh, when Let's Chris go. Young's on, yeah, hey, he comes That'd on at six twenty, right? Six, six o'clock for Chris Young now. And come on wow. before. Yeah. I can come on with Chris Young. By the way. We shot baskets together. Good news How for was you. Shot? He was good. He was Did honestly. You guys practice free throws? Oh. God. I can't believe. <laughs> Brought us. That just hurt my soul, man. Mike, I can't watch it anymore. I can't I, watch him shoot free throws anymore. I'm sorry. I can't. It's going it, to. They're not 41%, but they're going to be probably one of the worst free throw shooting teams. I said this. You can't put five guys out there that can shoot free throws. You can't let Luca inbounds. If Luca inbounds the ball, I can't put two guys who can shoot free throws out there. Like I don't Mike, know who to pass it to. None of but, them can shoot. But Mike, you're okay with like when they elbow the ball in the air and back kick it into the air and kind of do all the stuff in Thank, the pregame, right? You like all? That? I think it's so stupid. I just don't. <laughs> you already knew that, Broadus. I know that you did. I just why doesn't all the other teams do it? If it gets you ready some, for a game, hey, how come all twenty nine other teams don't do it? They play some hype up music and Luca like does some really good soccer stuff for you, man. It's all right. Cool. Really looking forward to the G Bag Nation despite <laughs> what just happened. And by the way, on a more serious note, since we were talking about it earlier, the body of Grant Wall is back in the United States. So good. they're gonna do an independent autopsy in the United States, because I know that we'd brought up the concerns that go along with that. Roll home with the G Bag Nation or go see the them. You have the opportunity to see them and get Rangers tickets if you drop off toys. We've been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105 through the fan. Say goodnight, Kevin. Good night, Kevin. Say kneecap, Kevin. Kneecap.